Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time podcast presented exclusively on the Chop Sports Channel, the premier streaming network. We are recording this on Monday, July 3rd. I am your host, Laurent Cortines. In this episode, Chris joins me again. We talk all the transfers. We talk Pochettino. We talk holier-than-thou Liverpool and Gerard's move to the Saudi Arabian League. But first, we're going to find out a whole lot about my Liverpool hatred and all that. And it's coming up in the show right after this. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show. Like, share, and subscribe. It makes all the difference in the world. And we're going to get to the show in a minute. But if you're not liking and subscribing to the show, then I'm not sure that we can be friends. I'm just kidding. But uh, Chris and I have really worked hard bringing a new version of the show, a new thing for the next season. And I hope that you enjoy it. So please give us a share, give us a like, and we'll hear from you in just a minute. going on and uh, you know a lot of topics we do we, we kind of we we select all these topics topics that are trending but of course you never know how the show can can go uh, w- one thing i will mm. do uh it, it, just to to start because i know this is gonna uh, uh you're gonna i'm gonna get a kick out of you and is i'm i'm going to change this and I, this background of mine and uh because you've been we have a, a whatsapp group that i'm i'm a part of and you've been yeah. ranting nonstop about Liverpool, man. <laughs> what has Liverpool done that? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, if you if, can, if well, you can you, watch you, if you can watch on YouTube, uh, you know, you can actually, actually watch it on Spotify as well. But you can listen to it on his podcast on do, uh, all what's platforms. The, what's the under over? What's the under over on holier than thou uh, comments about? <laughs> yeah, man. What, what's up? You think so, you think Liverpool is a holier than thou? Holier club. than thou fan base. Okay. Let me, let's go through it, and and I don't want to go and this is not like real hate. This is just sport hate. No, you hate but. Liverpool, man. Listen, <laughs> I think you hate Liverpool more than you hate United. Being a City fan, I don't uh, get it. Yes, yes, because I'm because I'm not threatened by United because they're easy oh. to beat. And and since I've been watching City, they beat United all the time. I've never been afraid of United, even even as Ferguson was going down and they were sort of in their decline. They weren't even good that season. They gave up tons of goals. They had signed Van Persie, and they were just sort of gasping at air. And the institution of United won that last championship. But since then, David Moyes, Van Gaal, Mourinho, uh, um, Rangnick, Ole, they've never been a threat to City at all. Won a couple games here and there, but I was never worried about United. Sure, there's been some games won here and there, but whatever. But you've been it worried about Liverpool. Liverpool under Klopp. That has been a war of just like not only do the games matter, they have been I call them El Nuevo Clásico. They are the biggest game in European football where you get the best football, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. not last season, but some of those games between City and Liverpool are just elevated. And as I talk about them, the hair on my arm stand up. Yeah. That's how big. The games are, and some of those games, especially Anfield, and if you've listened to my show in the past on Squeaky Bum Time uh, podcast with Mike, um, we've gone through just like Anfield will take you and swallow you into the ground yeah. and destroy your soul. That's true. You saw it with Barcelona, City on multiple occasions have gone. You you know you you even Real Madrid were almost almost got it. Like they they gave up three goals and then. They were like, wait a minute, this Liverpool side's terrible. And they came back and beat them. <laughs> but those moments when you get destroyed by Liverpool at Anfield, you feel so small and helpless. And, and it makes you hate them. You're like, these fucking bastards. They just, they're terrible. They can't play. You go to Anfield and the the ghosts of freaking, of, of, of all the Liverpool sides, of Shankly, of, of you never walk alone and you get sucked in and you're just like, this is bullshit. I hate this. <laughs> and you feel terrible. So you basically uh, happened. You, you basically, I hate them. I hate you, them. You, you hate them, but, but you admire them. I mean, of course, of course, it's a lot of respect. They, they push us to the edge. That's the way real hate comes, right? Like it's from the mutual respect of just like, they're so good. If we don't beat them, we're going to lose. And listen, two championships, Two Premier League championships, 
both teams over 95 points where City won both of them by one point. Do you know what the difference of one is in a team going to win a title? It's nothing. Liverpool, without all their money, without blah, 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 this is where the sanctimony comes in. With all the Hillsborough, with all the all the bullshit that goes with Liverpool, they push City to the edge. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I appreciate that because City would never be what they are without Liverpool pushing them. So, so and so I feel like I feel like you're a fan for pushing. Yeah, I feel like you're a fan. No, <laughs> no, of respect, respect. Dang man, respect. that's crazy. I'm not, I, I actually have not respect like Mourinho. Respect. respect. I have not <laughs> yet seen a, a a City fan that that hates other club more than united i mean that's actually interesting man that's interesting well it's not it, it, there's nothing to fear you because i haven't i don't have the i don't but have you, the but, but, I'm not but but united i'm not from i'm not from i'm not from manchester i didn't go to school every day and get abused by somebody who's a manchester united fan so for me my pain has just been in the competition side of things okay well let, let's get started with it and uh, let's talk about another big club, and that is uh, uh, Chelsea. And they got just Mauricio yeah. Pochettino, Poche. Uh, they got him into the club, and he. A lot of people are talking about what his interview, and mm. and they said that he yeah. stuck his foot in his mouth. And uh, I mean, basically, he said Chelsea is the biggest club in England, and in 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 this particular particular league. It, it's a tough one because you have at least five that can arguably say that. And ultimately, fans mm -hmm. are going to say their team. That, that is what it is. And I feel like that's kind of, even though he's not a Chelsea fan, no matter what he says, I think, I mean, he what what is he going to say? Is the second best? I mean, what, you know, what is he supposed to say? Maybe, he. I think what he did was the Argentinian way of talking. And Argentinians, mm -hmm. they they do this a lot of times. You know, they, they, they have to pick a side, <laughs> either Boca, River Plate, they have to pick a side yeah. all the time, and they go hard at it. I don't think England is ready for yeah. this type of talk, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so so uh, we spent a lot of time on Spurs because my old partner, Mike, is a big Spurs fan, and he completely adored Mauricio Pochettino. And I think that yeah, in that yeah, early yeah. Go, rise— but, but go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm a, I have a question now. That 16-17 era of Pochettino, 17-18, when, when, when Spurs were rising— was some of the most lovable football you could see. It was Bielcisma mixed with with whatever Pochettino was doing in English football, and it, and it gave us a rise. And I think the thing that I think the thing that Pochettino was just sort of trying to relay of saying, in, you know, Chelsea are the most successful team over the last fifteen or twenty years. I think it's not that hyperbolic. I think if you go from the Abramovich era and you go to the Mourinho and you go to that Champions League and two Champions Leagues since since the takeover in 2004, that's a legitimate argument, right? Like they have two Champions Leagues since that wow. takeover. Only Liverpool okay. have two since then, right? So, and it maybe maybe it's hyperbolic. Maybe he's the he's also talking about the catalyst of change. Abramovich changed English football. So, in terms of influence, in terms of ushering in an era. It is Chelsea that ushers in the era that we're in now. That new money, that whatever you think about it, that Russian money, oil money, City comes five years later. You have the whole concept of financial doping. You have Arsenal freaking out and being like, oh, my God, we have to move to Hybrid. We have to leave Hybrid and go to the Emirates. You have the whole change. You have all of it. Comes at the start. Chelsea is the line that that starts from. So they are something big. And I know. Uh, my friend uh, Fred Sarasso, who uh, gets a shout out on this show, uh, a huge Chelsea fan. His deep hatred is for Spurs. <laughs> he has that London hatred. Uh, and so there's a lot of rivalries. There's a lot of arguing about which team is the biggest club in London, let alone in yeah, England. Yeah. So Chelsea have a war to fight with Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal, I think, historically are the biggest club uh, in London. I don't think that's an argument at all. But well, you know, I mean, it's it, it's good. It makes for good fodder. It makes for good, 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 good podcast comments. It makes for good like 
we could do we could stop the show right here and just do a London ranking of which teams are the biggest teams. Well, and, uh, and, and I'm going to put Brentford at number four. No, okay, and that's just my line. But right we, we 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 <laughs> we I mean we could, and maybe that is that is a good a good episode for the future. But I'm saying, yeah. Um, listen, I think Chelsea has what it takes to be considered the greatest in England. I mean, I I mean, I'm, listen. Well, first of all. I want to say I want to say sure. I want to say the greatest in in the United Kingdom. I mean, who I'm not going to put it's the Celtics above anybody. You know what I mean? I'm just saying in the battle for British supremacy, and let's all it's it's all in England. Know what it is? It's Liverpool and Manchester United. Those are the two biggest teams in England. They're very close in championships, but but and that's the only argument. But Champions League is of course being taken by. My people back here. Listen, man, you got, you got yeah. to take it. Stop. You, you listen, uh, Laurent. You, you're not alone. You're never gonna walk alone, man. Don't, don't, never. don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to come to this I side. Never, you can still never. be a fan. You know what no. I mean of no, Manchester no, 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 City. No, 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 no. But listen, no, I, I don't think it's even debatable. I, at at this point, is it's something that, that he says because he wants to get the fans on his back. I mean, it is what it is. You I, know, and, and he has did, arguably he has data to to prove that. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot. They, I mean, aside from, you know, they have all the data. I think the thing that was interesting about Pochettino that he brought up was an immediate mentality shift, an immediate level of leadership, even through, I don't think his English is that bad. His English is pretty good, but yeah. I'm sure in Spanish is probably much, much better, more strong. But even with his, you know, English as a second language, still very passionate, very clear of like, the guys I have here are guys that I want, and anyone who doesn't want to be here can go. Like he was talking about mentality. He was talking about connecting the group together, connecting the club. That's really what he was trying to do is get that alignment that's been missing from Chelsea, from the board to the director of football, to the coach, to the players, to the fans, right? It's not connected right now. Well, and he's the I mean, first step. They're getting Hopefully, ready. Hopefully, Bowley and Pochettino are connected. They're getting now ready. Now he's got to get the players connected. Yeah, they're they're getting rid of everybody. They just got rid of Mount. He's gonna he's he's going to Manchester United, and the, the there's talks about Caicedo coming, but there's actually no bids. There's just talks, and they're actually looking at another yeah. player instead of him. That, that might be a lot cheaper from from Lazio. But listen, mm. um. Pochettino, what what he said is what it is. I mean, I'm not even. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I know people are no, blowing up, blowing it, up. It's it's called me, summer media. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing. There's summer. nothing else to talk about. And but what's exactly. interesting, I I, I want to see. Uh, I think Chelsea has fallen behind on everything. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think they've they're fallen behind. It, it, I just I've never seen a club that as soon as I, my phone a, a couple of weeks ago or a, couple, uh, a month ago, or whatever. Uh, it was it was it's unorganized like like uh, Lamp Lampard. He he was an interim. He was a head of football. He was then he was he possibly could join and instead of sounded uh, Marcelo Gallardo from River Play at the, at one point sounded mm-hmm. for Chelsea and then mm-hmm. and then and yeah. then uh, uh, Lampard like I've never seen Lampard. What is he? Is he next thing you know he might be fixing the bathrooms at, at the bridge? What's what's happening? You know they use his name a lot and he lets them. I to think, be honest with I, you. I think this I think the thing that we underestimate about what happened to Chelsea was on the surface, it always looked like Stanford Bridge is there, they're wearing blue, the shirts are there, the players are there. I think that Abramovich thing was bigger than anyone will ever know. You essentially yeah. lost an entire club, was gutted. Another piece that wasn't reported on a lot was they actually had a huge harassment thing with their director of marketing. So they had to clean house on everything. So Marina Bogarnaskaya, who is like the queen, the, the, who should have been elevated as the greatest female executive in world sport, she was taken out. Check was taken out. So they went to zero. But from the surface, it looked like the same club. But really, they're starting from nothing, which is why yeah. Bully did so badly, which is why Every Potter player, had no shot, man. which is why you had everything just go wrong, because it, there was nothing, right? It was worse than say, you know, uh, Ferguson leaving or Wenger leaving. There was oh, yeah. no infrastructure. Everything no. was based on Abramovich and what he had put in place. And once he was gone, they started from zero. 
So uh, that Pochettino probably is going to have a lot. They're, they're getting there. I think they have their footing now, but I think it was really a shock. And so well, one of the I, things I don't see. Yeah, go ahead. One of the things that that's hard in football and the, the main reason of why clubs can't get back on their feet is because lack of patience. And the moment mm. that Pochettino loses three games in a row, two games, let alone just two games, and he doesn't perform. They gotta hang up. They can't. Fan, they can't freak out. They, you know what I mean. And and it is a big club and big pressure. You know, if you if you lose two two games in a row with with Brighton, you know they might give you a, a race. And so with Chelsea, it, it's it's tough. You know what I'm saying. And it's, yeah, fans when fans get used to something. You know what I mean? It, it, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard to come. Like you can't tell Real Madrid fans that they're not going to win the Champions League. You know I, what I mean? I think though. I think that Chelsea fans now understand, right? I think they just went through that with Potter. They well, did a soft, like they hired Frank just so he could lose games and not have a. It was a PR hiring, right? But remember, Frank Lampard lost seven of eight down the stretch. They didn't freak out. They didn't fire him. They didn't go for someone else. So I think that they have had that like, okay, now we have to go forward. Now, I think he'll get a lot of leeway until Christmas. And then after Christmas, I think there'll be an expectation of, yo, we got, it's about progression, right? It's about what does this team look like? Are they playing pochettino Is it looking like good Spurs 2017-18? Are the players connecting? Is, are there are relationships developing? I think that Chelsea fans are fairly sophisticated. And as long as they can see the pieces of things going together, I think Pochettino will be fine. I mean, it's it's kind of a no – he's got a kind of a, a free hit this season, honestly. I think he'll, he'll, get, he'll get at least the first half before anyone starts going, he should be fired. <laughs> Unless <laughs> well, he says ridiculous well, things. Well, one thing that I've seen in the comments of this uh, video from Chelsea that a lot of fans are happy that yeah. they're actually getting a, a, a coach that has proven something before – now, just to just to move mm -hmm. on though from this subject, mm -hmm. what do you think the Tottenham mm -hmm. Spurs fans feel when he says that? I mean, it, it wasn't it, and a comment that could have been avoided. Because listen to me, but yeah. be, be, before you answer the question, we're all nobody before we're we're somebody. All of us are nobodies yeah. before we're somebody, and Tottenham gave him a chance yeah. to become mm. known to go to PSG, to come mm -hmm. to Chelsea, because mm -hmm. he didn't do anything at PSG. You know, let's, let's mm -hmm. be clear. So what do you think about that? Um, I, I think that ultimately Pochettino and almost any coach that goes through Spurs always has the buffer of Levy. Levy elevates himself and puts himself between fan ire and the coach. Levy is the one who gets the slings and arrows. Levy is the one who goes through a, a, a window and doesn't sign any players when Pochettino had the team finish in second place. Levy is the one who didn't uh, back him when they, when they should have sold Erickson and didn't buy anyone. So Pochettino gets a pass. I think most yeah. Spurs fans are appreciative of the time they had. They went to the final. They have Ajax, which was one of the great moments of, that you can watch. It was an amazing moment that I spent in a bar here in San Diego. So I don't think Spurs have any ill you know um sure frustrated that he's at yeah i think there's some group of them that are but i think that they understand football there was a break and it wasn't directly from spurs to chelsea i think a lot of history within spurs for their players moving on to bigger and better right you know you have, you still have modric out there doing it they still have berbatov who went to united there's so many different players, so many different iterations of players. Even Saul Campbell, that was the one Judas who went to <laughs> Arsenal. Um, so, well, I, I, you I know, since Fabregas, I don't think he'll ever be forgotten by most Arsenal fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think that Spurs fans really hurt that much about Pochettino. They just yeah. are focused on their team. I think now, uh, especially some of the moves they've been making are interesting. Uh, Madison coming through. Uh, we'll see what ha the offer from. From from Bayern is there now for Kane. I think it makes sense for Kane. Uh, he's about as Lewandowski as Lewandowski is. So yeah. uh, interesting stuff. It, it's now on Levy, and I think Spurs fans will turn on him if a big number comes of like a eighty million or a ninety million, and Levy goes, "No, we're not selling him." 
Um, maybe he's going to try and, and squeeze that one more season out of him, but we'll see. Um, okay, so let's move on to uh, somebody that made a U-turn and quickly. <laughs> uh, kind of what we were talking about, says Fabregas. Fabregas said, I will never join another club in England. And he joined the rival. So <laughs> Steven Gerrard yeah, exactly. said last week, I am not mm -hmm. going to Saudi Arabian side any club. I'm not going. And yeah. on the on our chat, I said, listen, all of us would. So what's the problem? Well, the problem is obviously that he made a statement. And when you, and when you make a statement and you're so sure about it, you know, you can't just it, uh, do the opposite and not be criticized. So Steven Gerrard is going to Al Etifak. I, I mean, they're all uh, starting with the Al. Fuck? Uh, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> after after making a, a huge U-turn. Yeah. So, uh, what, yeah. what do you think, man? I again, the sanctum. I don't. I don't have any beef with Gerard. I think the bigger issue is going to be the Liverpool fans who hold up their club and their players as this gold standard of virtue. Stop and it! That, that would never do such a thing because our Saint Stephen of Gerard wouldn't go to an oil-rich nation. But yes, he's a man. He's a person. He does have that history. He didn't go to Chelsea historically. He didn't leave Liverpool. He didn't go to City or United or whatever when he yeah. played for his Liverpool and had the chance. I think the biggest chance, he did really almost go to Chelsea. And then there was a modicum of a chance he might go to Real Madrid. But he did stay in Liverpool. Yeah. But knowing how Liverpool fans are and Gerard being from Liverpool, I don't think he went out of loyalty. He went, he never left Liverpool because he knew, a scouser knows, he would have been annihilated they would have turned on him they would have put oh, freaking no, statues up you think so? him if he ever went to one of those absolute fucking lootly oh this chelsea probably but not let real madrid they, they turn on their people no, you're crazy. like that <laughs> i'm not crazy no Ask man they are vengeful knife wielding car thieves <laughs> <laughs> What he said is, I love, I love you. I well, love you. Well, Liverpool listen, friends. listen. <laughs> I'll be. I, I'm getting the the quote of what he said, and I, he does leave a small window now. He says he did. But it was kind of like as I we stand right as, as we stand right now, I won't be taking yeah. that offer. As we stand right now, well, as we stood earlier, yeah, as we stand right now, i.e., he's uh, going. They gave me an offer for ten million, but if they give me twenty, I'm going. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, they they give. Listen. I don't have a problem with, with him making his decision based on money. No, I don't and it is financial, of course, uh, of course, because nobody in the right mind, nobody from the Western side, yeah. U.S., England, Spain, nobody goes to the Middle East just for the hell of it. Nobody. It, yeah. it does, has nothing to do well, with football. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. I, well, I mean, we did, we did have – we had Javi was in Qatar coaching uh, yeah. before he went to Barca. But maybe he was just doing it – to, to well, do something because, in between instead of waiting. Right. I mean, but but because of money. I mean, I don't think that he just, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. but it, listen, it is what it is. I don't know why people, this is another thing. Yeah. People are going nuts. So so this is, this is the thing that I think is interesting about the Gerard thing. Because I really did like him as he came through. I really thought the way he carried himself, some of his interviews, I really rated the fact that he went undefeated at Rangers and dealt with while not yeah. a league that is at the top levels of world football, only like 10th ranked in the world, the Scottish league Rangers in terms of fandom of terms of what it means in Glasgow is about as toxic as yeah, they want to win. your Real Madrid's your, your Napoli's your, your Liverpool's like where th when you lose, it's the end of the world. So he did go through that. So I thought he had a good understanding and I thought he did okay in that first season at Villa. But then when, when I assessed the squad that they had that Emery ended up taking over, I thought that was a really, really good team. And he performed really, really badly. Uh, the best result he had was a draw against City. But otherwise, it was a disaster. And then when Emery comes in and completely starts winning, as we expected that team to do, you really gave you a pause about Gerard and go, whoa, 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 whoa. He's yeah, not no, a good coach. He, he, he's definitely... <laughs> Um, you know, somebody needs to needs to prove himself, you know. Um and, and that's where I have the beef. Like, yeah, it's a mistake to do this job. If you really want to prove yourself and really show you've got metal as a coach, 
Well, and really show the humbleness. You got to go down a level. You do go to Leeds. You do go to Derby. You do go to Blackburn. You go to those teams in the championship where it's a grind. Like, I have a lot of respect for Vincent Company, right? He went to Burnley after Dyche is in there, and he turned that team around. Like, they, I don't know if you ever, anyone knows, but like, Burnley are Dyche 4 4 2, get behind the ball, hoof it to, to a long ball. That's how they played. And company comes in and completely turns that team around to something else. And now they've got promoted, right? And Gerard should want to try and do that. And I don't know that he has the coaching chops to do it. Who is his mentor? Who did he learn from? Where Where is his philosophy? What does he do? I'm not sure that he has anything. Yeah, he has, I'm, I'm not I'm sure Steven about Gerard that. And you're not. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. I mean, uh, you know, one of the coaches that he was very successful with was Benitez. I don't, I don't think that he's, he's a no. That's that, Dower. He's a defensive coach, right? Yeah, it was very. So all, I, I love the interviews with he with, with Gerard and Carragher, who both talk about Benitez. There's this guarded kind of like I wish he would have just been nicer to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like all they wanted was him to just be like, can he was you tough. not take a shit on me, please? It was <laughs> yeah, tough. He was tough. But um, listen, I think well, obviously the way he played football, just meaning, just just because you play great doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach. But he does. I mean, no. the way he played, you can you can know that he understands the game. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't course, mean that doesn't mean that you're going to be a good manager. But it, it's it's frustrating because really you haven't seen that at all anywhere, and that that's kind of concerning. You know, could he be one of those? Well, in Scot in Scotland, they did go undefeated, Rangers. Well, yeah, 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 okay, okay, yeah. You know, you're right. You're right. Actually, he he did, um, he did do well there. But you know, and it is one of the biggest. But clubs. Rangers fans will, Rangers fans will complain that it was not, it was not a tactically no. changing team. They kind of just got it done. He had, I I want to get the name right, but a guy that was his partner, who was the the coaching guy, went to another team, ended up going to like QPR or something like that. That was his guy that he was that he was trying that, that did all the like legwork of the coaching. So until that all goes back together, but again, I just want I want him to succeed. I want one of this generation, one of these golden generation players. But you to, but you realize how well. diff, like, how difficult it is. I mean, Frank Lampard, another great yeah. mind. You know, not really. I mean, he did well. Uh, well, when I say well, I mean it, you know it's. It, I mean, I guess I thought that first good, stint with Chelsea but, was okay, right? Like he yeah. played the kids. He took it on the chin when they had the transfer ban. He played Tammy Abraham. He played Mason Mount. Right. He got those guys through. You know, they made it to the top four, which I think was a really yeah. huge accomplishment. But it was the second season where you it really kind of fell apart. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. the same problems that happened this time happen again. Yeah. Cesc Fabregas, also another good player. We'll see how, how, what happens with him at Como. Uh him, I think it'll work because he's a Masia guy, and all those guys have that. Hey, Frank Lampard and Gerard—they know they know how, how how it what it is to play, man. They they have the game in their it's head. Not, it's not it, it's not that deep philosophical Renus Michels to Cruyff yeah, thing. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't have that vertically integrated where they were in the same system. Drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled to like, this is how we play. This is always how we play. This is why we play this way. This is where we have to stand. This is why we have to stand here. This is why you put your front foot forward when we get a pass on the half turn. They don't need that shit. England doesn't have that coaching. It's getting there. Yeah. Like they may win the under 21 World Cup, England. They're very good. They just put Bellingham in Real Madrid. He wouldn't have been able to do that if he didn't have the tactical sort of brain. But all those older players just don't have that institutional understanding of football coaching and stuff. It's just not there. It'll get there. It's just not there now. All right. Well, you don't have any trust in Gerard. That's fine. Uh, no. And that, <laughs> Maybe his next job. We'll see. Not a lot. Not a lot of people. We'll see. What I'm not going watching the the Saudi Arabia league. So he's going to have to send highlights. I will not. I refuse. He's going to have to send highlights. <laughs> Even though like a lot of guys are there. But yeah, you know, hey, that that's kind of what where it's headed, man. They're going to be like, listen, we just somebody's going to come. We're going to get names, and we're, some what, what, people are going to start what turning. 
what'll happen is, uh, I mean, you ready for my deep cut? This is goes a little bit off the guard. What'll happen is, is one of these sort of streaming sports networks in the U.S. will be faltering. Let's say it's uh, BN or something like that, or, or Fubo or something, and they will buy it. They will fall for it. They will buy the whole thing outright, and they will put their league on it, and then they will pay companies and cable companies to carry their channel, and those games will be on. <laughs> right? You think rights fees are gonna? They, they will pay CBS. Be like, put the league on. We don't have to pay you. No, we'll pay you <laughs> to put our league on. Right? Oh, you want to be on ESPN Plus? Okay, here's five million dollars. Put this game on. They're gonna right? shove they it can do down people's throats, and eventually exactly. they're gonna. I mean, it is what it is, man. You know that they're gonna they're gonna find out that they're gonna spend a lot of money, and no one's it, gonna well, care. Well, <laughs> they have it. They have it. Um, they have it. But good luck. Good luck. Good luck. So I wish them luck. I think that. Yo, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Finish your point. The other thing that Manny in our group brought up, he was very smart about, is just like. They are they own multiple teams in their league, which is a really huge red flag. Yeah. Of like, what if they want Ronaldo's team to win? What if they want Benzema's team to win? Who decides who gets the team to win? Now, granted, people may not know this. MLS is single entity owned uh with franchises, and there were always suspicions that they made the LA Galaxy win <laughs> and they made, you know, they would allocate a player to a certain city. So you do get problems when you have single entity ownership, which is different from European football entirely. So uh, yeah. it is interesting and they're not independent teams yet. So I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know what model they're trying to follow. If they're trying to follow the NFL, you know, sort of like franchise sort of central authority. If they're trying to follow the European model where it's fractured, dangerous, Teams go up and down. I don't know where they want to go, but if they're trying to do it centralized, people will sniff if it's dirty. So it, it's a uh, worry I'd have. It's kind of I, I don't really get it. I mean, I, they must be really hardcore football fans for because they got all the money in the world. They don't need money. So World Cup, oh, they want that World Cup. But <laughs> but I mean, they make so much money of oil. I mean, they it, it feels like they just. Either one more, I mean, which is okay, but I mean, do you know? Do you know who the CEO of Exxon is? No, one of those no. guys. Exactly, but you might know who the owner of, but you know who the owner of of Manchester United is. You know what I mean? So it's ultimately about. It's not. It's about glory. It's a, owning a sports team is yeah. the coolest thing you can do in all of the world, right? Like yeah. that guy who runs Nassar who runs uh, PSG, that guy opened every door you could ever open just by buying that team that had the word Paris in it, right? Uh, even though Sheikh Mansour doesn't want to be a part of it, you know, City could lift the sort of put the UAE on the map just by being owned and winning the Champions League. That, that's what it's about. It's about putting those brands in front of people in the most glamorous thing you can do, like the Champions League final or whatever the Saudi Arabian team is going to do. I, I'm not sure, but... It's about World Cup. It's about competing in the region. People don't know this, but Qatar and Saudi Arabia are not friends. And yeah. the fact that Qatar had the World Cup and Saudi Arabia didn't is a big deal. And they, they will want to compete and say, F you, Qatar. We're going to get the Premier League. So, it I mean, is. we're going to get the, the World Cup and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff that is under the surface that's like deep-rooted things. And we're just looking at it on the surface. But there's other stuff going on. Yeah. Crazy. All right. So, so you got some information about Guardiola, man. What's happening there with Manchester City? Oh, Guardiola. So, if you watch the World Cup uh, and you remember, yeah, he's, uh, he's a young center back out of <laughs> that Croatia was really good again. Yeah, he was the midfielder stepping out, defending anything. Uh, Guardiola, he is a young center back, big, tall, strong, very John Stones-ish, really if you will. He plays for uh, RB Leipzig, who are another team that's a good model, good young players, getting bought. They got too many of them, man. Gonna, They got too many. They're going to talk about Nkuku. <laughs> right. They're they doing the right thing. They've got a vertically integrated thing where they can start a guy out at RB Leipzig in it's RB, RB uh, Salzburg. Sal Salzburg, move yeah. them to RB Leipzig. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is the Lex level up. In so, the, in the New York. is going to come to City. He's, yeah. He's he's agreed to personal terms, so now it's about 
finding club the club. Now, now what, I, what I what I could find on that on, on that was that uh, basically Leipzig wants him to be the highest paid transfer in their history. Which yeah, they, they want to do hundred million. They want hundred million. Yeah, and City has offered seventy five up to eighty. So they're kind of uh, you know it's a, it's a distance when it comes to money. But do you really think yeah. that it will be an issue or? You know, you think that City is going to do it. City put a number out. They have it in their head. If it goes over, they will walk. That's how they do it. They did it on Declan Rice. Well, that, exactly. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which, City, City are very clear about their valuations. If the number is there, if there's a number and there's an escape clause, they'll buy them out. That's fine. But if they're going to buy a player and they value them at X and someone goes $10, $15 million over it, they do not panic. It's very well run. Like we would have had my Harry Maguire. We had a value at 70 million and United were like, we're going to pay 89. And they were like, okay, see you later. Enjoy Harry Maguire. So um, I'm sure he'd like to come, but if the number isn't right, city will walk away. Oh, he wants to no go, problem. He, he wants to go to city for sure. Uh, but uh, yes, like, he does. we'll see. And so just a, a little update on the Declan rice, uh, it, you know, cause people today were, saying that he's not going to Arsenal anymore. And uh, it is not true. It's pretty much well cooked. Yeah, it's um, they're just yeah. basically working on how often. Haglin. Yeah, just 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 terms. So people, be patient. He's going to be an Arsenal player. Uh, Mount is going to get um, – he's going. he's got a medical, or he had a medical today, or, or if I'm not mistaken. And he is obviously a Manchester United signing. The saga is over. He's not um, – I don't think Mount changes their trajectory, but he yeah. raises the floor. So for United, it's about depth and lifting up their worst performances. With Rice, I think he lifts Arsenal's best performances, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like Rice is much more of a floor raiser and potential raiser, where Mount, I don't think United can be much better because they were way over their head. But I think he stops... Mount stops those seven nils. Mount stops those really bad performances where you're like, what team is this United team that's getting the doors blown off them? I think Mount prevents those types of things. Uh, another player that's, that's sounding for Arsenal is actually Ferlan Mendy from Real Madrid, but Ancelotti has said he's not, he had, doesn't have any intentions of selling them. Um, Arsenal, with just with this, if this is true, Arsenal is, is getting stacked. I mean, Declan Rice, you got Havertz, which people talk crap on, but just like you mentioned earlier, nobody in Chelsea play good. good. Um, nope. And so tough team to play in. Yeah, and so so I mean, I mean, the Gunners are actually pretty. You know, they're they're spending it. I think they're I, I think they're really putting an effort forward. I think it will be a very, very good. It's been a very good window for Arsenal. I think. You know, Rice and Havertz alone, when you're at the level that they're at. So one of the things I talked about a long time ago is there is a there's a level you have to get to, like to get to like that 70 to 75 point range. And that costs a certain amount of money. Then there's the next level to get from like 75 to 85. That's a price of money. The thing is, as you get higher, the cost of getting another point becomes exponential, right? To get to like a team that can score 95 points in a season, those last five points to win that title cost 200 million, right? And it might only be two players that you have to spend 200 million, and you got to get them right. And if they've identified Rice as a guy who's lifting that team, that'll take them from 85 to 89, 90 points if they're lucky, 93. And and Havertz is identified as a guy who gives them that little bit of depth and quality that they had to pay 75 60 million yeah. pounds for that re- those are the moments right liverpool did this right you went we like we're good we're at 80 points we're going to spend 150 million dollars on just van dyke and allison right those are the moments that really change your team and i still think arsenal are a center back away and i don't trust ramsdale but that's just my yeah. personal opinion like i don't think ramsdale is a premier league winning goalkeeper sorry he's he's too he's too weird he's too erratic well we'll see what happens with the mendy uh, situation i don't think he'll go to arsenal but you never know uh by the way gerard's team is looking to he wants to sign coutinho and morata 
uh, Alvaro Morata. Good. It is. Enjoy it. So I think both of them. Sign Coutinho again. The guy who basically <laughs> got you fired because he couldn't play and you insisted on playing him. Good luck, Gerard. <laughs> this is your weakness. You're going to lose your career because you keep signing fucking Philip Coutinho, <laughs> who's washed up. Done. Yeah. Has he played good for Aston Villa this, this last season? No, he didn't play at all one game. Dang, that's crazy. Because he plays a position that doesn't exist anymore. Where are these like free roaming number tens? Yeah, no, that, they're that, gone. That's, right? That's no Ozil's. Yeah. No, no. Uh, who's the other guy? Who's the that really handsome guy who went from Malaga to Real Madrid for ten years and he just never played anymore? With the beard. Um, his name. Anyway, well, Raquel Mez, there, There's he no never, Raquel Mez, There's no. There's no. Um, no. They're all gone. Marcelo Gallardo. That was another, another, another ten. It, it's oh, hard. I got a five. There's a. There's a lot of. I can't remember. The, I, can't, I can't believe I can't remember. Yep. So, so he's looking for Coutinho and Alvaro Morata. I mean, just he, 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 he just hasn't been that good. I mean, those are losing players, frankly, yeah. to me. They'll probably go to Saudi Arabia. To be honest with oh, you, enjoy, try yeah, to, take the, please they, enjoy, enjoy. They'll, they'll try to get that last bit. You know, uh, of, yeah, of money enjoy. they can get. Enjoy. Um, oh, Lavia also sounded for Liverpool, even though they he sounded for Arsenal heavily. So at this point, I don't really know what's going to happen with uh, Romeo Lavia. And, you know, Lavia is not a starter. He's too young. He's not. He had he, a good season, man, with, with Southampton. He, he he had a, a really. He's good. A, something like, but I don't. Th- I, I, I and I don't want to. And I don't. And the reason why I say it is because these young players that have really good seasons that you really like and you enjoy, they tend not to be able to break through. Like, I loved Carvalho for Liverpool last year. Too slight, too little, not ready. You know, he just ended up, they just shipped him off to Leipzig already, right? Only 18 years old, had a 10-10 and 10 season with, uh, with, um, with Fulham and they, at the bottom, and now they can't use him. So I'm less, less inclined. I loved Basuma when he was at, um, Brighton, central midfielder, similar to Lavia, on the ball, good in the tackle, good runner, making the right touches. They just don't get the burn, and it's too hard to make those moves. So I will reserve my judgment on Lavia if he becomes a starter because uh, if you remember Renato Sanchez, everyone loved him with Portugal. Yeah. He goes and plays in the Premier League. He barely plays. It takes him years to sort of – he goes to Bayern Munich, and he, he never can really get in. So it can be tough when you get that move as a young player to break in and you've got to have the right mentality. And when you think about someone like Kamavinga or Chukameni, those are special players or Bellingham, those young players that do lower club with the playing time and then step up and play. It's really hard. So I reserve judgment on Lavia. I like him too, but I don't think he'll play. If he I think he'd be, I think he'd be a good play. addition just to extend the team. For, uh, to have him for sure. So yeah, I think our, so we'll see, we'll see where do. it goes. Do you think he, which team do you think he'll go to? Liverpool or I think Liverpool can spend it, but Lavia yeah. feels to me. I don't. Lavia is not ready for Liverpool. He would sit. He won't play. They're trying to get as many midfielders as they can, but they've yeah. already got. They've already got McAllister. They've already. We haven't talked about Slobosai yet. They've already got Slobosai. They've already got the center. The they've got Gakpo, who essentially is going to play in the midfield. He'll drop in. Right. He's not really a, a traditional nine. Then you still have Henderson. It looks like Thiago's out. He's not going to play anymore. Uh, they did clear out a couple of them. So may, maybe Lavia, but Lavia would be the the fifth midfielder of their of their three. You mean Arsenal? Right? I mean Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool, Liverpool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then with with Arsenal, he would also be the fifth midfielder, right? Because they still have Shaka, as far as I know. Well, they, got they still Rice. have they still have Partey, as far as I know. So it'd be Odegaard, Rice. Shaka, Odegaard, Rice. Who's the other midfielder? So, oh, uh, Havertz playing the midfield deep. Oh yeah, as like the as, as like the two he, eight he, thing. Try and yeah. try and do what City do. So it, it's unknown. But City have six midfielders, so you might need six to do the Champions League and and do all that stuff. But you know, I I do worry for a young player like Lavia on any of those teams playing in the Champions League to get their feet wet. If he played twenty games, that would be a good season. That would be my my guess with him. Unless he breaks through, unless he's one of these special players and he completely changes the way things go. I don't care where he goes because City have the sell on. So whoever he gets sold to, hey, you get you get you get money for it. Now Liverpool just yeah. signed uh, Dominic. How do you say his last name? Subosly, Subosly, and uh, yeah. he's a good mm-hmm. signing uh, also from uh, like. He's really good. He's really and, good. Uh, he's really good. 
they they paid for him, you know. Uh, but they did. Uh, now the issue uh, the issue with him is these German players. I these players in the German league. I think one thing we always have to remember is I believe the Bundesliga is the highest scoring league, and everyone sort of plays the same way. It is a high press counterattacking league, and because of the nature of Germany and the way Germans are. When they have a system, everyone plays the same way. Yeah. So it used to be they all played freaking with a sweeper. That was all German. And they play it great. Like they work hard at it. They it's easy to join another club German. in Germany. Yes, you can move it. and it's no big deal. But those players, when they come, we look at Havertz, we look at Werner, we look at Keita, who came from Germany as well. Now, granted, there are players, you know, Holland breaks the whole mold, right? Yeah. Bellingham breaks the whole mold. Fine. But it does matter. You have really got to get your scouting right and make sure the player that you're going to grab has more talent than just the stats. It's got to be a little bit more depth. Now, Slobozai, we did see in the Euros uh, for Holland. He's their for, for Hungary. He's their main guy. He does get the ball a lot. And he's a big, silky midfielder. He'll play deeper, try and get in a box, score goals. An incredible free kick taker just over the top. Uh, a lover of Steven Gerrard, as we know. He's got the tattoo. He's taking the number eight. So they're putting a lot of yeah. investment and pressure on him. Um, but it is a good window for Liverpool, who we know had to rebuild. They needed new bodies. And it'll sort out. They'll figure out who the player is. It may still be Henderson in big games. But now Henderson doesn't have to play 38 games, doesn't have to play all 90 minutes. They'll have options. Klopp's got to get these guys to get into that we go to war, we're heavy metal. This is, you know, we need to press, get that defense back up the field so that they can have that high line, get Allison flying out. Because all that stuff broke down, right? Once they weren't able to press from the front anymore and Firmino left, then the midfield was half a step slow, then the defense was half a step slow, and you could get in behind. So they've got to compress that whole thing, keep that thing moving, and, and Klopp's got to get his new guys to have that energy again. Look at me scouting Liverpool. You see how much I yeah, that's them? You, 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 I feel like you're a fan, man. I feel like you're a fan. By the way, Fabrizio Romano. I have Rom watched more Liverpool. I have watched more Liverpool than my own team. Trust me. Fabrizio Romano <laughs> confirms that Durian Timber is an all but done move to Arsenal yet. So we'll uh, the the. I mean this this is I don't this know is a good him. Player. What's what's his story? Well, he plays in um Eredivisie. You know, you know. So it's okay. it's kind of. It's kind of tough because it's not a league that you can say, okay, listen, you know, they, they, they've been playing good or Champions League experience. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, my, I got my, my, my son here. He's, uh, he's playing in the background. So I'm, 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 I'm gonna let you keep talking on, on the transfer, uh, on what's going on transfer. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'll, just uh, looking up his, I'm just looking up his, his stats. So he's a, he's a center back, not too big, not too, not a giant one, but, probably a ball player that he can sort of put in as a, as a backup, score some goals there. Uh, trained in the Ajax way. They had a terrible season. They already fired their coach. Um, but he looks like a winner. His, his, his FB ref scouting is off the charts. Like he's literally the best passer that has ever passed the ball in the league. And his, his, um, <laughs> he's up there with, with the best in the league, but we know that the Eredivisie is now the fifth ranked league in the world but what happened what i worry about with these players that come from uh, these top level lower leagues is yeah you're good on the ball because you at ajax have the ball the whole time but can you defend what happens when you're under pressure how do you play when you don't have the ball this is the question i have if you think about um um, other center backs from the Dutch league. How do you play when you don't have the ball? Uh, Lissandra Martinez, thank God, he's a great player. We saw him be able to adapt from the Dutch league. But, you know, inside of him is an Argentinian, right? This is a Dutch player playing in the Dutch league as the best Dutch player. His whole career has been through the Dutch. So does he have the fight? Does he have the level of getting stuck in? We need when you play in England, you've got to have Englishness in your heart, and without it, uh, you're gonna have a hard time uh, <laughs> doing the best you can. Okay, so that's my uh, so, take on Mr. Tigris. Oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, he's coming from Magic, obviously a big a big club, but you know, even though it's a big club, they have the ball eighty percent of the time. Can he defend? I have no idea. Of every single game, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, it's believed that the forty, the next forty-eight hours are are key to to either if he comes to Arsenal or not. Like I said, we've been talking about mm. Arsenal. I've been going through the Sun right here, and I mean, it has Arsenal all over transfer news, okay. and uh, they're looking they're looking for this player, they're looking for that player. So Arsenal is really they're they're busy man they're trying to get it done it's good it's good listen listen I, i'm happy for it i think this is what we all want right we all want a bit of league that's pushing itself i think a team that we haven't discussed and does not show up in the news because they're not the biggest club in the world but aston villa unai emery stealth they've got monchi they're grabbing players left and right they got pal torres man pal torres is like yeah. The center back starting for Spain is playing at Aston Villa. That's insane. Aston Villa, one of the biggest got, clubs in, in England. They got Tielemans. No problem. Tielemans, a player that Arsenal were like, please let me have Tielemans. Please, please, please. You think Emery's not going to unlock that? Oh, my God. I, I would be worried if I were Spurs, if I was Chelsea. I think that Aston Villa have every ounce of a shot to finish in a European spot. They did already this season. Never Unai Emery. Good evening. We're coming for your children. Aston Villa, be on the lookout. That is um, a good side who's secretly making moves, man. Good, and, good side. Um, really like them a lot. Granite Chaka will finally complete his long-awaited move to Bayern Leverkusen this week after Arsenal agreed on oh, a 21, okay. that's a big, that's big. 21 million pounds fee that that yeah. um that Leverkusen is going to pay for Xhaka. So another uh I mean so again what is what, a, what a story for Xhaka. The ups and downs, right? Remember he he cursed yeah. out the fans, he he gets sent off, then he was the captain, then he's like has this incredible resurgence season. It, he gets to leave Arsenal yeah. as a loved player and I think that when he comes back they will appreciate him. But I mean they cost him 30 million pounds, so I mean they didn't lose much. They're selling them for 21, I mean 9 or 8 and a half million. But um, I mean, if he he came in 2016, you know, and that's a that's a long time. Yeah. Right now, I mean, mm-hmm. so he wasn't able to 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 become the player that everybody had hoped for. So really, you know, that that's actually smart okay. transfers too. Uh, smart smart moves. If it doesn't work, sell him. Get a new one. You're a club that's mm-hmm. that well, has the expectation. He's, now, he's man. in his he's in his he's in his thirties now. Yeah. I think he's just a, a player who showed up at the, at the wrong time. He, he's in the down. He's post Wenger. I think he may have been the last, one of the last Wenger players there. You know, just he's just in a time when he's not going to have a chance to shine. He was never really put in a position to succeed as that last defender. He just say he got there. He was never athletic enough around and stop break up attacks. So he'd always get run past and he'd invariably foul someone and pick up one yellow too many and just. Always be on the verge of getting sent off, but always a good, good leader. And I think once Arteta came there and they figured out that they needed to have someone deeper, getting Partey, letting Shaka be a, a step or two or a couple yards higher, let him show what he could do. And I thought he was good last season; scored almost ten goals, I think. Um, as far as last but not least on the transfer side, what is mm-hmm. what's interesting on Manchester United? Inter Milan has declined the offer that. United sent it wasn't enough for Onana, oh, God. and De Gea is ha, has an offer for Saudi for the Saudi league. Obviously, going to leave United, and they're looking at um at a goalkeeper from FC Porto, born in Switzerland, but he obviously has ties in Portugal. It uh, it's FC Porto's uh, goalkeeper Diogo something, and he's definitely not <laughs> not not Onana. So I I mean, if it doesn't go well with Onana. Who in the hell are they going to get? Because they need to get a starter. They'll just go back out with the hair. You think they're going to? Re- not- I think the hair is too pissed off. Well, they might not be actually. You know what? What from the time that he sent a fax machine to Real Madrid and they missed the transfer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, and he they, came back and he played. It was the Player of the Year. I, I just don't. I think goalkeepers are weird. They'll play. There's only so many jobs. You're alone. Like if if they don't well, sign anyone, Ten Hag will just go. 
Go ahead, back out there, Big Dave. Get he's, back there. He's, but, he's, um... he's going to have to make a really, really big decision, Stan Hagwood. I mean, the Hayes contract expires this weekend. <laughs> so oh, I thought that I thought they had one. I thought he had one signed and they rescinded it or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, and, and like a but, major pay cut. Yeah. So the thing is, is that there are there are guys. There are it's a goalkeeper. Just get one. They're out there. Dang, right? like, dang man, no, you don't you don't you don't like goalkeepers. You don't think they're that important? They're important when they fuck up. But no, nah, you oh, you're one, crazy. You keep them. when when well. Uh, what's his name? Um, when, listen, when you have a bad one, you know it. <laughs> well, 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 I know from Liverpool that Carius is infamous. Oh, that was bad b- because yeah, yeah, because yeah. of that. But he never played. No, but I, I understand. I, I understand. No, they're they're good. They're is, they're like, important, man. Stop playing. No, no, no. I understand. I understand that they're important, and, and it's great when you have a great one, and it, it makes a huge difference. Like I think about Allison all the time. He's like saves Liverpool's ass. It makes me crazy yeah. to watch. This guy is just saving your ass. You suck. Anyway, uh, and then Edison with the passes that just are, he's doing Cruyff torns on the freaking goal line. Just like, oh. but when you have a bad one, like I remember Leicester last year with uh, with their guy just making mistakes and wouldn't come for crosses and and flapping at balls. Like you can tell when it's bad. But what I think about is like you have Bono out in Spain. You could just grab him. He'd be a stopgap goalkeeper. He's out there. Yeah. He's available. Yeah, you're right. Just fine. Or or you know, I don't think, or, I'm sure or, he doesn't. Dean Henderson, or or like, or like um, you think Caleb is not available? You could just go to Nottingham Forest and just buy him. You think United would be bad with Kaylor Navas? No, he'd be great, right? You know what I mean? Like they're out there, right? They're available. You can always just get a good keeper who's not going to hurt you, right? And you'll it'll be a stopgap. He's not a Champions League level, you know, win everything kind of guy, but you can get a keeper, right? So, so or you just keep Dave. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that could be a smart move. Just mm. so if the next one doesn't work, then you have to buy one next year. You know what I'm saying? So I think you know what you get. So maybe just extend it for yeah. another year. I don't know if he'll do that, but it's quite, it's kind of. I mean, or or put, I mean, put like, in the money. But one thing they could get they could get freaking Loris. I'm sure he's available, right? Even if yeah. them broke down for yeah. Spurs, actually, still- Tottenham. He's he, he's he's one of the players that Tottenham <laughs> wanted to get rid of. That. Yeah, so so yeah, I it, think he already could, I think he already went. Yeah. So um, now Manchester United has it clear they can they can't buy Onana and Kane at the same time. Even though Kane sounds for Bayern Munich pretty heavily right now. So why why can't they why, according that's the budget, man. The, the the budget says they're not they can't afford which on the Onana's uh, being sold for like close to 70 million, I think. So that's what Inter, Inter Milan wants, I believe. Or a little bit more, but so they can't. Basically, they can't spend. Can't buy more than one "quote unquote" superstar uh, for the club, which is sad because United, you know, should have that luxury. Whatever, you know, you don't believe that that club is they're the worst run big club in the world. (laughs) I don't think it's even close. Uh, Accordingly, they're the ones that are worth. They can't. They can't. They can't. They can't get. No, I know. That's what I mean. The only thing that keeps that club from not falling apart is that they're living on the work that they're living on their brand. They're living on the work that that Ferguson did otherwise. And I think and to be fair, Ten Hag has done an amazing job. And now that I look back, a lot of those managers did great jobs. I think Mourinho did a great job. Van Hal did a great job. All those coaches that made it made it look like they were bad. They did amazing jobs. That club is rotten at the head. Still, until the Glazers leave, they're not winning anything. Gabri Vega is sounding for Manchester City uh, in a lot of clubs in Europe, what? including Liverpool. Yeah, man, I'm reading it right now. Gabri Vega. Is he signing? No, no, he He's is done? sounding, sounding heavily for oh, 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 oh. for Manchester City and Liverpool. Yeah, I, uh, I so. that one. The big thing there is that his release clause is really low. It's only $40 million. Uh, and he, he's he's 21, which is crazy because most, of, most yeah. of those players have a thousand million pounds. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I had a I had a I had a little video look at him. He looks like one of those classic Spanish midfielders, good on the turn, gets out of trouble on those half turns from the defense and brings it up field. Good shots, will get in the box, get some headed goals, scored a lot of goals for 
um, for Celta Vigo. Uh, I don't I, I don't understand why they would sell him, especially Rafa Benitez just took over the Celta Vigo job. I'm sure he'd like to keep him. But if he wants to go, uh, he would be really, really good. I think City, I don't think it makes sense for City well, right could now. he be? Could he be kind of uh, uh, to fill in the hole of Gundogan? No, that's Kovacic. Kovacic is going to take that job. Okay. Because he's awesome already. <laughs> Kovacic is good. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I never understood why he, why, why they sold him from Real Madrid and also why he left Because Chelsea. he missed that because the FA Cup because he missed the couple that Ray game when they didn't register him and they were like oh yeah, he's an idiot so they fired yeah and uh and, and from Chelsea either I, I just I ne never but we talked about Chelsea yeah and we don't understand really what's going on with that club yeah either on a lot of decisions it's a little bit strange okay so Mason um, Mason Mount is yeah, going that, what else? I, I do like I do like the, the, he looked really good I mean he just got all those turns got all the moves got everything that you'd want um, really looked good, especially from those deep positions, carrying the ball forward. From a comparison point, if Premier League fan, he reminds me of Eze from uh, Crystal Palace. That kind of dynamic, energetic, young, bring the ball from deep, can score a goal, kind of guy who, who can win you a game, right, at, from the midfield. If you checked out Eze at all from Palace, he's the best comp. That you can find for a type of player like watching the video looking at the stats really thinking about it. very similar players but three years younger and has good size big kid 511 in the field you know 180 170 pounds big guy. so all right well um that's basically what's going on right now uh tonali was um you know it's official he's signed newcastle even though we were See, him, about him i don't week. know about i'm 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 not really sure i mean i don't depth of understanding his role was at AC Milan. I know that they were a defensive team and I'm not sure what their deal is about letting him go. Is he going to, is Tonali going to be the one who sits deeper and then um, Yeah, he's kind of a parallel uh, Bruno, Bruno Bruno will be the one who, who comes forward because Bruno felt like he had to run a lot. Tonali is basically a young Pirlo you know uh, so. But can tackle? Can he do more than that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's going to uh, he's not uh, a Pirlo. He's not going to be defensive, like ultra defensive. You know what I mean? But yeah, but he has an idea when he gets the ball, and he he knows how to, you know, share it. And and, and uh, I don't know if he can score free kicks like Pirlo did, but you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's yeah. a good sign. I think Newcastle are doing, but it's, but it's a, a another one. Thing. It's another one of those good moves, like. Newcastle's yeah. really building slowly, getting like a really good player instead of trying like scattergun, try and grab guys. Exactly. I do so. want to bring up that one player. You have a note here about Rasmus Hoyland, and I looked him up. Oh yeah, and I checked him out. I uh, I don't think he's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at it, all his touches, and he kind of is this sort of big, you know, six foot two center forward type. Really took a lot of passes at the edge of the box, turned, laid him off, got into the box. But then I looked at the nine goals he scored in Serie A for Atalanta. They were all against bottom-level teams. So if I were United and the price was too high, I would wait because I want to see it another season. I don't trust it. And, <laughs> well, I had it right here, too. Is Garnacho going to be the next star for Manchester United, taking over at number 10? He's been hinting that that you know he wants to be that guy I, i'm not sure that it's ha that hard to be that guy with this team but so uh, i i i i really like garnacho the only thing i worried about it was like is to be dying your hair blonde i wasn't ready <laughs> like score some bigger goals and then you do that. <laughs> keep, your, keep your hair chill like don't go for the blonde yet you're not there yet like you gotta be a full-time regular before you start flaring you gotta be like Yo, I'm I'm on on my first name on the name sheet. Right, he's coming off the bench. Now you're gonna come off the bench, blonde bench, blonde hair. You're not ready for blonde hair. <laughs> you should have kept your boy hair, kept your boy band looks. But every time he came on, I was afraid. Like he's really, really good. Yeah, he, uh, he, and I do. He's, he's got that good. nice, youthful exuberance. I guess the question is: is does he have nuance to his game of control? 
I think one of the things that yeah, any United fan will admit is that team never could control games. Yeah, and he, he if goes Garnacho's in the side, exactly, exactly. Does is Garnacho always going to try and take someone on and push and lose the ball sometimes and put United in dangerous positions where they have to defend the counterattack? Right. And I'm sure that Ten Hag is like, you know what? Take it easy. If you don't have a chance, just take it down a notch. So that's he'll keep coming off the bench until um, United can control games a little bit better. Um, but you know they were always at their best counterattacking. They really still have a hard time when they have to control games. All right. Well, we'll no, see what happens with Garnacho and Manchester United. That's kind of what we have right now at this point for this All show. Right. Enter Miami is. It, uh, Probably looking to sign Sergio Ramos, which, I mean, dang, man. I, I wish he would have ended it in Real Madrid, but, of course, not going to happen. But, hey, they're building a, a super a, a super old team. <laughs> it's in Miami, man. But Beckham actually went out and talked about uh, today, I think, on how it went down with Messi. I didn't actually get to, to see. Yep. That's why we didn't have it on. The, but How are those old dudes going to play? Hey, man, I think they'll be able to do it. Away in Kansas City in the summer, and it's 110 degrees on the pitch, when they're playing at home Miami, and it's 85 degrees with 100% humidity, these dudes are not ready for that. You have viejos playing, they're going to have a heart attack on the field. (laughs) It's one thing to be standing still, because that's his thing. Busquets has to move. Ramos has to move. This league is not a joke. You need to be physically fit. Maybe the technical skills aren't there for MLS. Yeah, we can true. say all the things we want about MLS. It's a physically difficult league yeah. to play in. That is true, actually. Right? Just from the elements. Just, th- just from that. Before anything else happens. Just the fact that it's in the United States. I mean, you can, you, can go, you can go to Minnesota where it's going to be freezing and come right back home and it's going to be blazing hot. Which is unheard of, uh, you know. So we'll see. And that we'll, team we'll see what is terrible. Yeah, well, the la- they're their last, but I think that that's going to be fixed. With I mean, they're going to do, they're going to win games, you know. So I, I certainly hope so. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think. That, but see, that's that's the thing. Like they don't even, they just join. They, they don't, you know, they're not even paying attention really to to that. Uh, I mean, I was going to talk about this the the last episode. But I just feel this fan, I mean, it would travel over 1,200 miles to see Messi, and he didn't even know that he wasn't here yet. So, like, are we that far behind in, like, because I, I try to defend everybody in the U.S. Like, listen, we know about football, and then this happens. How do you know with the, one of the most known players in the history of football, especially today, that he is not, ready to play and you spend all the money that's your money whatever but it's it's, it's made it top of story you know what i mean <laughs> people are dumb you know we never never underestimate the stupidity of humans <laughs> but uh okay we're gonna blame it on humans and not and not mls fans okay it's not just uh, MLS. i'm gonna bl- i'm blaming it on holier than thou liverpool fans oh uh, hell no uh, hell <laughs> no wrap the show up okay Bingo. well that is it for this show. Please consider subscribing on Spotify, on YouTube. You can go visit uh, my man Laurent's podcast as well. What's your podcast, man? Tell him. The Squeaky Bum Time podcast. Uh, you just Squeaky he, Bum Time. He, he, he picked an podcast. English phrase for an American. Uh, so, th- you know, that makes it, it, it makes a lot of sense. That's but what I good. know, man. But it's I, know, I know more football than English people. And you guys can yell at me in the comments because <laughs> I know you guys don't know as much as I do. All right, man. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Pod class with Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Channel and presented exclusively by the Premier Streaming Network. We record on two on Mondays and Thursdays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show so that we can grow. Uh, thanks to Christopher for bringing the show together, and we will see you next Monday for more football news and transfers.